Welcome to episode 46, where we have the return of another previous guest from our first year. That's right, we're bringing back Greg Torwalt from Too Soon Monsoon. Music, athletics, arts, and entertainment. The Desert Tiger Podcast with Colton Geschwader. And that's right, you guys. We're back with another exciting installment of the DTP. You know it. My name is Colton G. How are you guys doing on this wonderful day? I mean, hopefully your day is wonderful. Of course, we are going to be continuing this month's trend of interviews that I got while I was at Breakout West earlier this month in beautiful Kelowna, British Columbia, and of course, like I said at the beginning of the show, we are going to be bringing back a past guest if you have been with the podcast for a while. This is return of someone who is on episode 9 of the podcast. That is, of course, Mr. Greg Torwalt of Too Soon Monsoon from Saskatoon. Unfortunately, Nathan, the other member of Too Soon Monsoon, could not make the journey to Kelowna for Breakout West, but I still had the opportunity to sit down with Greg himself to discuss what the band has been getting up to in this past year since I last talked to them, which actually was in Kelowna. So it's kind of like another full circle type thing. It's another amazing interview as we catch up with Greg where Too Soon Monsoon has been heading, his sort of awakening that he has been on in the past year since the last tour that Too Soon Monsoon had done to end 2017, and the music that they are in the middle of getting ready to release. They just released two brand new singles, and of course we are going to be playing both of them for you during this episode of Mountains of Blue. We will be playing in the middle of the episode because around there is when Greg and me start discussing the song and we are going to be kicking things off with the first single off of Too Soon Monsoon's upcoming album that will be released next year probably spring of 2019 so please keep your ears and eyes open for that one this song is called Ocean I'd rather be 
Desert Tiger Podcast. All right, we have the return of one of the members of Too Soon a Monsoon, Mr. Greg Torwalt. How's it going, my man? It's going well. Thanks for having me back. I'm so excited to have you back. It was pretty much a year ago that we spoke, was it, it was, not? It was, yeah, last October in Kelowna. We were rolling through here in for Kelowna. Show. Yeah. We're, we're back again, this time for something entirely different. Yeah. But alas, either way, glad that fate could bring this back Jay together brought us back <laughs> exactly what what could possibly go wrong so you guys have been doing a lot of stuff since the last time we spoke you've dropped a couple music videos yeah you've done a few other things and you guys have been cooking up a new album i mean let's mm-hmm. we're gonna dive all up into that so Sweet. first off like we last spoke in yeah last november so after that tour what where did that sort of take too soon monsoon yeah, so the tour was awesome. We got back on the road and or not got back from the road and mm-hmm. uh we were just kinda we were done done touring, so we were kinda getting ready for some shows in the winter. Um I was kinda thinking about writing, getting into a new album, but didn't really have much of a a plan to really start doing too much writing. But um I just moved back to Saskatoon. Yeah. So I worked part time in the city, but before that I was driving in every day and like crashing on couches and stuff. So mm-hmm. Um, didn't have a whole lot of time to really kind of write or think about things like that. So as soon as we got back from the tour, we were, we were living in Saskatoon now and um, working part-time. I found myself with a lot more time yeah. to just kind of be thinking and going out down by the river and reading and reflecting on a lot of things. And that kind of just inspired a lot of the songs on the new album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So was there any like particular reason why you decided to take the time to reflect like was there any like personal reason that you were trying to like achieve for yourself yeah yeah definitely so um I guess like in the lead up to the tour the last tour in September um yeah we were we were getting ready to move to the city so we were kind of packing up and uh, packing up the house and stuff and in the beginning of September, my uncle had passed away suddenly from a heart attack. Oh, dang. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. And um, I found out like an hour before we were about to go on stage for a show. So just kind of like, yeah, it was like a lot of kind of just pushing pushing things back to mm-hmm. keep the, the momentum. To of try it. and roll through roll it. Roll through and get and, yeah, the and show done. And get the show done. And we were also like getting ready to release the EP at that time and rehearsing for the tour and um, so there's just kind of a lot going on. So it was a really, really busy time, September, October. Mm-hmm. So then, so I didn't really process a lot of what was, what I, what I was kind of going through. Yeah. So then coming back from that tour when I had, I found myself with like a lot of time with just myself. So mm-hmm. I had more time to really start doing a lot more reading and reflecting and yeah, spending time in nature and just really kind of thinking a little bit more about what are some, what are the important things in life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what did you find that you feel are, like, the important things in life to you? Like, what did that journey and process bring you to? Yeah, it's just, like, I started to do a lot of reading about, um, kind of about spirituality and thinking about, like, uh, kind of the purpose of life and afterlife and um, the the idea of interconnectedness and being able to see yourself in in other people and in nature and um, kind of getting reconnected with with myself and um with my friends and my family and trying to make sure those those relationships were staying strong and it's, yeah. it's tricky being in the, in music too because 
it's a really it's it's consuming it's there's a lot <laughs> a lot going on so it's hard to always find that balance but it's something i'm, I'm trying to strive and maintain mm-hmm. um but yeah so a lot of it was uh going down we live like a block from the river in saskatoon oh, wow. so i'd go down daily after work and just spend some time just like hanging out by the river watching the river go by going down to the art gallery a lot and kind of just just thinking about things appreciating art appreciating nature and mm-hmm. kind of the more i did that the more i started to realize that that those are things that made me feel good and allowed me to kind of um feel a bit more balanced and and calm about things and i started to reflect more and more on um yeah like how even as we grow up you know you kind of like we were, we were starting to get lots of cool shows and um but i was always thinking of like what's next what's next instead of yeah kind of enjoying enjoying the, the journey moment, the moment right. so we'd get things and yeah we'd be playing or we'd be putting out a show or we'd be we open for wide mouth masons like it's awesome but i was always thinking like what's the next thing instead of like enjoying that mm-hmm. that moment too so uh so being able to to slow down and enjoy enjoy those things and i think even the idea of like there's a song on the new record called growing up yeah and uh just like that idea you we ask kids and like we get asked it too when you're when we were young like what do you want to be when you grow up and Mm -hmm. that puts that idea in your mind that when you become that thing that you've been working for you know life's going to be awesome yeah you know and then then when you hit that thing or you've spent years studying or whatever sacrificing things then you realize like oh like i'm not happy this isn't as fulfilling as yeah. I maybe thought it was mm-hmm. when I was told to choose a career path when I was seven. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And just like that idea of kind of disillusion. So to me, I feel like growing up, I'm starting to understand that it's more that we should always be constantly kind of growing and changing and yeah. learning and evolving and challenging ourselves to, to learn more instead of just being comfortable for so long. I, I kind of resisted change i'd like to be uncomfortable i yeah i still kind of you know i get nervous in situations where i don't know what to expect but i'm learning more that you know i can i can't really control what life throws throws to me but i can mm-hmm. control like how i how i deal with it or what i how yeah. i react to that situation mm-hmm. yeah exactly taking care of uh the things that are within your realm of grasp and not worrying about the things that you have absolutely no influence on exactly yeah no that's awesome yeah thanks <laughs> okay cool so, how did this end up inspiring the l- songwriting and lyricism of the new album? Because, mm-hmm. like, have, I've seen you twice, and, like, you told some of the stories at the mm-hmm. shows. So, like, let's delve into that. Like, what are some of the songs actually about, and how did you get to the process of creating them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first song that we put out a few weeks ago called Ocean, that one I wrote uh, in September before we were going out on the road and just kind of uh it's about that idea of you know going with the flow yeah kind of realizing that um yeah it started just by like looking up at the sky you know it's something everybody does you mm-hmm. kind of look at the stars and you realize that um everybody's <laughs> has their own things going on and maybe the problems or the issues you're dealing with yeah they they're, they're big but they're also not everybody's kind of got their own things so yeah just uh, realizing that we're all kind of like a a wave in an ocean is the metaphor I was using and when I got that metaphor in my head I just kind of rolled with it and started thinking about like you know waves move with the with the pull of the moon yeah and so that kind of idea too and 
Um, so that song is just about, and that's the first song on the record. And I like, I like how it starts off the record just because it, it's a, it's an upbeat song. And it reminds me that, you know, just yeah. to go with the flow. And then, then the record kind of goes through like ups and downs of having those realizations, but also, um, still like the challenge of, yeah, trying to stay calm in those types of sit- in situations and trying to maintain that balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to, um, actually break down situations when you're in the middle of them and how do you deal with them especially if you're like you're somebody who maybe has anxiety or something yeah totally i was listening i've listened to this podcast quite a bit this past year it's called secular buddhism Mm -hmm. and it's it's really interesting there's one episode about um minding the gap yeah and the the podcast i can't remember his name the guy he's talked about um in England on the subway I think there's a sign that tells you to mind the gap between when you get off the subway or the train and step out there's mm-hmm. like a gap so you don't trip so it says mind the gap and he thought he mentioned how that's like a really impactful phrase to him or yeah. helps him just remember that that gap between what's what's happening to you and then your reaction you have that control of how we respond to it instead of just instantly reacting or instantly getting upset or angry or stressed just think um, I just try and think more like, why am I feeling this way or what's causing me to feel yeah. stressed or or happy or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Try and actually break it down and understand rather than just, just react. accepting and yeah. reacting. Mm-hmm. No, that's pretty fantastic. So you just dropped a song called Mountains of Blue mm-hmm. yesterday. That's right, yeah. Let's dive a little bit into that one. Yeah, that song's one of my favorite songs on the record. That one, um, I kind of wrote in bits and pieces. The first part of the song was written, I went to the art gallery in Saskatoon as soon as we got back from the from the tour last fall. The gallery had just opened up, and I was really excited to check it out. So as soon as we got home, went down to the gallery, and in the first room, there's as soon as I walk in, there's this big blue painting in the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren Harris painting is a group of seven. Art is really influential, yeah. lots of like landscape paintings. And uh, it's these mountains. The painting's called Untitled Mountains near Jasper. Huh. It's these like white and blue mountains. It's huge, huge painting and just drew me in. And uh, I spent quite a bit of time with it, taking it in, and went back to the museum know, a couple days later. And I noticed like <laughs> on the green hills in front, all these tiny individual trees. And like I completely missed them the first time. I didn't yeah. know how. I was like a foot away from the painting and I just. <laughs> I just didn't see them and even certain colors in the mountains. So um, that got me thinking more about like what else, you know, what else are you missing when you go through life really, really quick or if you're distracted by like, you know, like money problems or phones or social mm-hmm. media or, or whatever, you know, and it can yeah. hold you back from really connecting with, with art or with nature or mm-hmm. with, with whatever. So, so uh, after I had that, that kind of realization and I would, the, the gallery, the Remy, it's right on the river so I'd always be walking back and forth mm-hmm. along the river so I'd be coming back from the gallery and reflecting on <laughs> you know what I was thinking about or stopping by the river and um so that was it was cool so I wrote the, the first bit of the song kind of walking back from the gallery that that second day and then I was looking through I keep like lots of my original lyrics or sometimes I'll just write on like post-it notes and stuff and I was just looking back through a book in my piano bench and I found this post-it note where the second verse was written while I was waiting 
to get my winter tires put on, Mister mm-hmm. Lube. <laughs> so it was like, oh, I was like, this is a nice little, uh, little post-it note. So I kept that yeah. one. But yeah, so that song I'm really, really excited about. And then I started to think more about, you know, how like your brain kind of, um, instead of like, you know, there's so much sensory overload, so our brain filters out what information we're actually uh, observing or you know getting with our senses. So mm-hmm. um, that kind of idea made me think about too made me think more about like what are we actually what are we missing or what's our brain allowing us to really see so the bridge of the song is kind of like that sensory overload feel where everything does kind of overwhelm you if you let it that's a that's a line in the song everything could overwhelm me if i let it Mm -hmm. so our brain controls that so we don't get overwhelmed but um i think sometimes it's important to try and try and experience as much as you can when yeah when you if you if you're able to yeah so and then even that the 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 bridge too i had the idea of willy wonka you know that boat scene in the original willy wonka where it's like super terrifying where he takes all the kids on the boat and it's just like super trippy and stuff i remember watching that scene as a kid and just yeah being like terrified kind of oh i agree so i had that that in mind too for the bridge kind of um i don't know the sound of it or the feel that we wanted to give during Mm -hmm. that kind of moment and then it comes back down to like the nice calm opening verse again so yeah awesome (laughs) so a little bit of behind the scenes look at things for you desert tiger listeners out there me and greg had to do this interview in two parts because i kind of crashed around this part because of lack of sleep lack of food and lack of liquid because conferences are fantastic kids Take care of yourselves, whether you're a festival, a conference, or whatever it is you're doing. But don't worry, me and Greg met up the next day to talk so, 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 so much more about Too Soon Monsoon, their upcoming album, some of their plans for the future, and of course the song I am going to be playing for you very shortly entitled Mountains of Blue. So before we get there, first off, I want to just go ahead and acknowledge that the Desert Tiger podcast is 100% fan-supported, so without you guys, we could not bring you this content every single week, talking to great athletes, artists, actors, all the very like, everything that you guys love. If it wasn't for you guys hitting that subscribe button, sharing these episodes, and to those of you who have gone ahead and picked yourself up a Desert Tiger t-shirt, that actually equals money that like goes into my gas tank so that I can go to things like Breakout West, it's where I can just get a massive amount of interviews and meet so many amazing people. Like The amount of amazing people I met at this conference that is probably going to end up leading to interviews here in the next couple months is mind-blowing all of them are incredible so everybody that bought a t-shirt that's literally what your money went to was so that i could go to breakout west so thank you guys so very much for everything you do for this podcast it really really does mean a lot from the bottom of my heart So without further ado, we should probably get back to playing a little bit more Too Soon Monsoon and get back into this interview with Mr. Greg Torwalt. So without leaving you waiting any longer, this is Mountains of Blue.
Desert Tiger Podcast. So, part of the Mountains of Blue here is the fact that it was inspired by a painting. Mm -hmm. So, having just been through the Breakout West weekend, part of your set... (laughs) actually involved painting a picture during Mountains of Blue. What inspired this? (laughs) Um, A few years ago, I went to a show at the Jazz Fest in Saskatoon. Uh, Janelle Monae was playing. Oh, my goodness. She's she's amazing. And she puts on, like, a really theatrical performance. Like, she's an an actress and stuff. I've never seen her, but I've always wanted to. It's so so cool. And during one of her songs, she she had a canvas set up and then started, like, painting and singing during her performance. And I just thought that was so cool. And I was like, if there's ever a chance for me to be able to do that with the song, it's like I'm going to jump on that. So it makes sense since Mountains of Blue is inspired by a painting. I thought it's kind of fun to try and recreate that Lauren Harris painting. So, yeah, yeah it's a quick, it's a two-minute song or a little over two minutes, so it's a pretty quick painting. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun to try and... So it's that. actually inspired by the Loris, Lauren Harris, Lauren yeah. Harris painting, mm-hmm. just like the song is. Totally, yeah. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did you find that you had to practice the painting <laughs> while singing? Because like, you handled the singing very well while doing the painting Thanks. part. So I can only imagine that may have taken a little bit of practice. Yeah, like this past week when I was, when I was getting ready for, for Breakout West, I was thinking, like, how can I kind of make the set uh, a bit more cooler, do something a little unique, stand out. So yeah, just kind of practiced, bought a few extra canvases, and when I'd run through the set, I'd... I don't know, tried just doing the paint and seeing if it was possible to do it in a few minutes and if it could look half decent. And, uh, yeah, so I got, like, three or four of the same paintings just kind of sitting at home. And I don't know, I guess, like, I'm always kind of singing around the house, doing dishes, singing, walking around, whatever, always kind of singing. So I find, like, I don't know, it wasn't, like, super challenging to be singing and painting because I find, like, I'm always just... I'm always singing. Always oh, multitasking <laughs> yeah. while doing it? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And then uh, last night, it looks like somebody actually <laughs> got their hands on that picture. What's going to happen with that? Yeah, I was uh, chatting with this guy after the set, and he goes, well, what, do you do with, what do you do with the painting after the set? And I said, well, nothing really. Like, I got a bunch at home just kind of kicking around. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just throw it in the vehicle. The Mountains of Blue Collection <laughs> yeah. by Greg Torwalt. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you can, you can take it if you want. It's like, really? I was like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And then uh, he's like, sweet, we're opening up, a, or starting up a new community radio station in Penticton. He's like, we'll throw it up on the wall in there. So I'm like, oh, that's really cool. So hopefully someday I can go back and check it out. Yeah, hopefully yeah. you can stop in on your next time through BC totally. and you yeah. can see it on the wall. Yeah, that'd be neat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe sign it for him. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've covered three of the tracks on the album, right. but... Like, we've discussed how this album has been a bit of a growth process for you and that, like, you were doing a lot of reading mm-hmm. and other things. Like, was there any specific books or literature that, like, really connected with you? Yeah, um, a couple a couple things specifically. Um, I really got into Mary Oliver. She's a, she's a poet from the States. And, like, her poems are a lot about nature and, like... Uh, just like really zoning in on like ants or birds or whatever and just yeah so that's her poems I've really been reading and uh they've been really inspiring a lot especially this spring um another book I read it's a a book that was like a massive bestseller in Korea 
uh, South Korea, and I think South Korea. And it's called The Things You Can Only See When You Slow Down. And it's just uh, it's a lot of like little quotes or paragraphs from some, some professor over there. And it's just uh, it's really, really nice. So I always have it in my backpack and just like kind of go back and maybe read a few pages whenever I have some spare time. And uh, another book I read by Aldous Huxley. He's a, he's a really cool author. He wrote, like, Brave New World's a really good book I read by him a few years ago. But uh, this one's it's a nonfiction text. It's called The Perennial Philosophy. And um, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty dense book. It took me a really long time to get through. But it's basically um, he goes through all these, like, different religious texts and, uh, like, really academic stuff and phil- philosophical texts and tries to find a really common theme between all of them so like the perennial philosophy is uh the ability to see like the source or the creator or god in in everything so um that one was really inspiring especially like at the same time as reading those poems and just being more mindful and stuff so so the more i was digging into that book the more i was able to see myself in in everything like in other people and in in plants and in ants and in you know the river and stuff and that just i find being able to do that um, allowed me to be a lot easier on myself too, because uh, I understand like you know we're all we're all kind of the same thing, and we're all going through this journey and um, just trying our best to to get through things, you know. And uh, yeah, so those those texts have been really really inspiring. And then that that podcast I mentioned earlier, that secular Buddhism one, focuses a lot on being mindful, and that's one that I listen yeah. to like quite a bit. I like crushed like the 80 episodes in like a month or so <laughs> just would have them on and so yeah no, so those are kind of the main things that really kind of i dug into the last last yeah, year awesome well mm-hmm. i'm definitely might have to check out the secular buddhism then. yeah yeah it's really good because i've got a, a couple like mindfulness and like meditation podcasts that i listen to but that's mm-hmm. one i have yet to yeah discover so yeah, I'll it's have great to, yeah i'll have to hit that up maybe totally. possibly later today do it <laughs> awesome awesome so with the new songs that you've been releasing i've sort of noticed that you guys have been getting a little bit more experimental with the sound is that because you guys are becoming more comfortable as a duo is that because like you're becoming more of like getting more in your own groove as a songwriter what's Mm -hmm. leading to that um i think i think uh well getting a new keyboard really helped there's like the, the keyboard I have now, um, like the old one, I could only layer two sounds and had like no control of levels or anything. So it was like just basically writing on like a normal piano. Whereas this keyboard, it's got like a synth and an organ and you can do like so many splits and stuff and octave changes. And so that's been really inspiring writing and just like experimenting with sounds a bit. And uh, kind of as these songs were coming together starting to see like a, a record being formed, um, I found a lot more freedom to experiment with with sounds and with down tempo things and really just trying to to make a a really varied kind of record with a lot of a lot of things and I listen to a lot of different types of music so I find it's cool to try and bring in all those different influences and and styles into this record while still trying to keep it a cohesive sounding mm-hmm. sounding thing and yeah I feel like um even just yeah playing practicing so much in the last two years that that like even my piano playing has gotten a lot stronger in the last few years like I I got my grade 8 piano in high school and stuff and I used to play like a lot of 
classical classical things but kind of fell off that a bit and uh would just kind of rely on like basic chords and stuff when writing but now i'm i'm challenging myself to write more melodic stuff and trying to to start with piano or start with something cool or some riff or some jazzy kind of thing so bringing in yeah i think just challenging myself to write more difficult songs is cool um fiona apple she's a big influence of mine and on her last record which was like seven years ago she takes a while to put records out but it happens. i mean that's cool she said like i don't know how people can i remember her, i think it was her in some interview like you know the reason why it takes so long to put a record out and because you gotta you gotta live in between the records so you have something to write about experience you know? yeah you gotta experience things so she would say that i think she said it was for the idler wheel one that she wanted to challenge herself to write songs that are difficult to perform live mm-hmm. i was like that's a that's a really cool thing so yeah just just challenging myself to write i don't know more mm-hmm. difficult songs mm-hmm. okay so has there been any specific like besides fiona apple and whatnot like has there been any other artists that have inspired this push into a little bit more of a progressive style um i listened a lot to emily haynes solo record she put out in the fall choir of the mind and um that song's like really piano based and a lot of like vocal layers and stuff and using the voice as a as an instrument Mm -hmm. so that um that record too kind of got me to try writing more more starting more with that piano and using the piano as a really strong basis of the song instead of just like yeah bouncing around on chords Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. awesome fantastic so (laughs) Have you, like, having that new keyboard and ha- being able to, like, put more layers and everything, has that, have you found that that's allowed you to free yourself more for, like, stage presence and movements and everything else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there's one song, Strange Age, which, um, like, I hit a chord at the beginning and it kind of triggers this loop on the synth and then I can get away from the keys and sing with that. So that's, like, the only song right now where normally I would leave the keys, but even progressing more to playing with tracks or yeah just uh i want to learn the i'm trying to learn the guitar a bit more so maybe i can jump away from the keys and have a guitar for a song or two Mm -hmm. yeah i just want to um be able to move around the stage as much as possible i love moving around i love performing um i saw jack white in saskatoon uh when was that 2007 and uh it was the white stripes but yeah like jack was just flying around the stage you know he had all his instruments all over the place and um, like so far apart and it I really like that how it, it forced him to be moving around instead of you know just stuck behind the mic stationary stationary and that's uh that's something I'm trying to pull into our performance too mm-hmm. definitely because yeah. that's one thing that like I had found before is like you definitely had a powerful presence like behind the keys thanks but like definitely this weekend I've noticed like a lot of people have been very impressed <laughs> by the movements and everything that you've been performing. Cause like I, really I was cool. talking with T-Rhyme last night <laughs> oh, on yeah. Instagram and she yeah. was just amazed by your performance. Oh yeah. I know she, she had a killer set. She's so cool. It was, it was really cool watching her performance. Like she's from Saskatoon and yet to see her. So it was, it was neat coming to Breakout West and being on the same bill with her. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was really fun. Back to back Saskatoon mm-hmm. artist last night. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how big the world can be, yet how small, where it's like an artist from the exact same place uh-huh. 
could like you guys can go years without like never even noticing yeah. each other and yeah. then you just both end up in the same venue yeah. it's like what how did this happen mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah she's she's dope last night really inspiring mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no i love her uh message of empowerment for yeah, sure totally yes okay so here's a little bit of a different question off the path of the too soon monsoon <laughs> mm-hmm. so we are both very I'd say large fans of Miss Lauren Hill. Yes, yeah. And we've also discussed uh, Fiona Apple taking seven years to release an <laughs> album. Uh-huh. It's been about 21 years since the yeah. last time Lauren Hill released an so album. Crazy. Do you ever think another one will ever <laughs> make its way out? I don't know. I hope so. Um, like, I, I'm always watching YouTube and watching, like, so many of her unreleased like unreleased songs on youtube or so i feel like i know so much of her other music um like the unplugged album was really good i really enjoyed that one so i listened to that one a lot too um i don't know i hope she puts out another record like i'm sure she just has an insane catalog of music like at home that i'd love to (laughs) love to hear more of yeah so um it's always a treat like going to her shows when she does perform Mm -hmm. a few of those unreleased songs and I just love watching her performances. Her band is so tight and like they've been together for like, I don't know, 10 years, a lot of them. So Mm -hmm. they can riff off on different songs and she's always switching things up live and kind of like a conductor on stage. Mm -hmm. And um, so even just like watching her and listening to the, the way she changes up those songs, you can tell like, oh, like her record would be so good. So I don't know if it's just maybe she just has so many ideas and is always changing up the recordings and maybe feels like gets bored with like maybe she, I don't I have no idea but I would love to yeah, <laughs> obviously right. love to have an, to listen to another new Lauren Hill record but so I'll just patiently keep keep exactly. waiting I just guess. keep yeah. hoping yeah <laughs> keep hoping for mm-hmm. sure all right so one of the panels that I know you hit up this weekend was breaking into Germany mm-hmm. and the UK is that something that too soon monsoon is hoping to do in the next year or two yeah totally I'd, yeah we'd love to get over overseas um, Germany would be great that's like kind of back to the homeland I got some German roots so um, yeah it'd be fun that was a, it was a cool session learned a lot about about the German market um, so yeah and you and you see a lot of Canadian artists even Saskatchewan artists going over to Germany and having a lot of success there. So, um, yeah, definitely we want to get over overseas. Totally. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Is specifically Germany would be like Germany the be, main I think goal, so. Yeah, UK course, would be great too. Yeah. Also. Mm-hmm. yeah, really anywhere. Okay. I just want to keep performing. Yeah, get okay. the music out there. And let for a back home type style, have like – what are your goals for here in Canada and North America? Like, have you guys made it out east yet? Are you hoping to make it into the States soon? Yeah, we haven't made it out east. That's like a, that's a big goal is to get out to Toronto. We want to get out there in the spring or in the fall. I don't know. So, yeah, we're definitely planning to get out to that Toronto area, play some shows out there. Um, yeah, just keep expanding and growing the fan base. Of course, like getting down to the States would be great too. It's tricky to get mm-hmm. down there. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. A little, it's a little bit difficult so, right now and expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see. But totally, yeah, we want to we wanna be expanding as far as we can. Right, mm-hmm. awesome. So what 
do what do you hope that the future holds for Too Soon Monsoon? I know that you guys are hoping to release this album in the spring of mm-hmm. next year. What would you actually like that to lead you to? Um, just like you know, to be able to play music the rest of my life. Like I love, I love writing music. I love performing. I love the energy on stage and the connection you can have with people. And um, so just uh, yeah just to be successful to do it as a living and to to be able to continue doing it and enjoying it that's kind of that's the goal i think for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. awesome yeah. awesome play the super bowl someday you know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe high, who yeah. knows who <laughs> yeah. knows right yeah. gotta set the bar somewhere that's right. <laughs> oh that's deadly <laughs> so um besides literature is do you find yourself doing other spiritual ventures such as maybe like meditation or mm-hmm. other things to help you along that sort of path of self-discovery? Yeah, totally. I, yeah, just like trying to go inward a lot. Um, yeah, spending a lot of time down by the river in Saskatoon, you know, like, like uh, you know, as a kid, like you can sit and look at the ants crawl by or like look at a tree or a leaf for minutes and it's like why can't we do that as adults you know why is it why can't you stop why can't you stop and just slow down and watch the ant or the ladybug crawl around on the leaf and you know so that idea of seeing yourself in in nature it's like it's like i'm a lot a lot more uh respectful of nature than Mm -hmm. i used to be and you know i look back at like how i was as a teenager, you know, in university, and it's like, oh, why was I that way, or why was I doing those things, and it's like, you can be hard on yourself mm-hmm. in the past, but it's also like, you know, that's who I was at that time, based on my upbringing, or based on mm-hmm. the experiences of the people I was around, so it's, it's like, there's no reason to be, like, regretful or hard on your old self, it's just like, those are lessons learned, and you, mm-hmm. you continue growing, and yeah learning well, and trying that's your best. exactly it is like when you look back on it you almost have to look back on it as i had so much to learn mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. and so much more of a person to become yeah totally yeah <laughs> so if you could go back and say something to that high school <laughs> college greg mm-hmm. to maybe like alter that a little bit maybe make him a little more perceptive mm-hmm. what, what would you say to him yeah um i think to just not worry so much about what other people are thinking that's that was a big thing you know like um yeah like thinking about what do people think of me or what are people thinking if i do this or if i go talk to them are they gonna think i'm cool or if i'm you know it's like those types of thoughts just like mess with you and they Mm -hmm. they stop you from actually being yourself or having like actual connections with people because you're not you're not being authentic you're putting on like a a mask of who you think that person wants you to be Mm -hmm. and i find it's a lot easier to just now like realize you know i have zero control of what that person or that person says or thinks because it's a projection of their own experiences you know so why why get mad if somebody says they don't like my voice or they don't like the way i'm dressing or the way the things that i'm mm-hmm. interested in it's like like I, I really don't care anymore it's you know it's my life I'll, I'll live it the way i want and yeah i'll be proud of you know be proud of who you are and yeah it's beautiful to truly hit that point right because mm-hmm. 
It's amazing how uncomfortable you will make yourself for people that you will only meet once or twice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sickening. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it actually kind of is. Just yeah. to realize like how out of your way you will go to like make yourself little for someone who. Mm-hmm. His opinion will never affect you ever yeah. again. Yeah, it's so true. And you think, um, yeah, and it's easy to, like, hold on to past, like, conflict with people or, you know, it's like you can resent somebody for years and years over some comment that they said. And it's like they're probably not thinking about that comment. Or, you know, they wouldn't be or that, that thing, but it's like you can you can just hold on to it for, like, 20 years and be like, oh, fuck, I hate that person or, you know, mm-hmm. I hate them for making me feel that way. And it's like... You know, it's you. You can forgive that person for maybe what they said, and because you know, it's like you don't know what they were going through, or yeah. So it's just like being able to, for, yeah, like that idea of seeing yourself in other people, being able to understand that everybody's going through their own own shit, their own problems, their own stuff, and being easier on others allows me to be a lot easier on myself and easier on my past self. And, mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it seems like you've done a lot of growth in the last year since yeah, we've last spoken. A, it's been a crazy year. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's awesome to hear. I'm yeah. very glad to hear that, man. It's, yeah, it's been good. <laughs> you you seem a lot more calm and happier, which is thank you deadly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This has been a great chat. <laughs> yeah, I definitely yeah. agree. It's been a very insightful. <laughs> cool. Well, friends, once again. It is the end of the interview, so first off, I want to go ahead and give a giant thank you to Greg. I am so very thankful for him taking the time to once again catch up with me here on the Desert Tiger Podcast, and for not only taking the time on one day, but two separate days to sit down with me and break down the story of the new album that's going to be coming out at the beginning of next year and what the group has been up to over the past year. I hope you guys have enjoyed this interview, and I am very thankful for you, the listener of the Desert Tiger Podcast, for once again every single thing it is that you do. If you are new to the podcast and this is your first time listening, maybe you want to go ahead and consider hitting that subscribe or follow button on whatever service you are listening on. Or if you already are a subscriber or a listener, or if you just enjoyed this episode that much, maybe you want to go ahead and share it on your social media or with some of your friends, because that would just help out the podcast that, that much more. If you guys are interested in getting your hands on a Desert Tiger t-shirt, you can get a hold of me either through our website or through any of our social media. Hit me up, let me know what your size is, and I will literally send this thing anywhere in the world. And like I said, all the money that comes back from this gets reinvested into Tiger, into traveling, into getting more interviews and just more amazing content that I can bring to you guys weekly. So thank you so, so very much from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode and any other episode that you have tuned into. It really, really, really does mean a lot. All right, you guys, I hope that you are having a fantastic week. And until next week, I bid you adieu. Pea soup. <laughs>